0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the Pink Bike Podcast. It's a special one today, the Grim Donut Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Levy, as usual. Today, we're talking Grim Donut. We got some special guests. We have Yoan Borelli. Uh, if you saw the video, Grim Donut Part 2 already, you know that he did some time testing for us, and we have Jason Lucas. He did a lot of the filming, so we're going to talk about that. As usual, Casimir, how's it going? It's going well. How many times has mm-hmm. you ride bikes? I rode twice. I probably shouldn't have. It's really smoky, no. though. Yeah, it is super smoky. It's it's neat. It looks like Blade Runner y out there right now. Yeah, it makes my eyes itch and things. Toughen up, Kaz. Toughen up. Yeah, I rode twice. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. did you wear you should wear goggles, maybe.
1: Uh, I wrote, I wore like a thing over my face a little bit on the XC ride that I did.
0: XC ride. Who am I talking to? Did well,
1: you shuttle the day before?
0: Oh, okay. It all balances out. Did you uh, ride a, anything interesting or weird on the weekend? Uh, Nothing too weird. I was on altitude for one of the days, and then the other uh, day was just on the optic. Pretty normal stuff. Yeah. Okay. And we have James as usual. James is going to read the news, but before that, James, you ride bikes on the weekend?
2: Uh, drop bar bikes again.
0: Curly bars. What bike yeah. is that? Uh, I've
2: got a Vitus gravel bike. Good times, great oldies,
0: right? <laughs> and my my boss, well, everyone's boss, Brian Park. How are you? Did you ride bikes on the weekend?
3: I did. I took I took Friday off, and I rode the bike park. And then I, uh, yesterday, it was really smoky here yesterday, so I only went for a short ride, but
0: I, uh, in preparation for today, I took the Grim Donut out. Speaking of riding weird and interesting bikes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk all about the Donut coming up here, but first, we got to get through the news. James, take it away.
2: Yeah, the big news, obviously, is Grim Donut for us. Um, If you haven't seen it, now's your chance. Pause the podcast, go and watch it, and we'll go in-depth Uh, over the course of the podcast um but besides that um across the pond beaver is done levy where are you riding to find all those parts in the woods very weird trails right yeah i want to go there i i think (laughs) a lot of people would like to go there we just
0: we wanted to do something more interesting than like hey here's a derailleur here's some pedals so max and i went out we were just up by alice lake and yeah we kind of staged this little ride on the on the eight ball which it's, well, I, I don't it's ride eight abuse. ball often for good reason. <laughs> be for, for it. that thing. Yeah. It's rough right now, yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got big plans for the eight ball.
2: More on that later. Other Palm Beaver stuff we saw this week then, just to round it off. We saw the new Rocky Mountain Altitude. A bit of deja vu here, similar to the Slash from last week. It's a new Enduro race bike. Uh, we've seen it at races, and it's kind of a case of refinement, not overhaul. Um, So this one's already a winning bike. Jesse Melamed won in Zermatt on it. Um, It's longer and slacker than the previous generation with some kinematic adjustments too. Wait, it's Uh, longer and slacker? What? Yeah, can you imagine? Weird. Oh my God. Um, It's really adjustable. So Rocky have stuck with the Ride 9, but on top of that, you can also adjust the length of the chain stays. It looks like there might be some modular shock mounts coming in future too, maybe to uh, add some more adjustment um what does that make it ride 36 or something (laughs) let's go with ride 36 (laughs) you could probably make it ride terrible with all those adjustments if you really wanted (laughs) to (laughs) um kaz you you've put a first ride up yeah i've got i don't know six rides
1: on it so far um yeah it's a fun bike it is like you said it's not a radical difference from the other ones before slacker longer um and lots of adjustments but I don't really think I'll be using too many of the adjustments. I just stuck it in slack and the long chainstay position. that seems pretty good. So
0: I'll play with the other ones, obviously, but yeah. What is what is slack on that bike?
1: Uh it's 64-4 head angle, and then chainstays go to like I want to say four forty-seven, maybe somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. But you it's not a super the, long bike. Um, you said in the
3: in your piece there <laughs> that, you know, sixty-four-four is a is a perfectly reasonable head tube angle for that bike and its intended use, but with that much adjustability, you would like to
1: see a little slacker. Yeah, definitely. Just I mean, each, you know, right now, bikes keep coming out slacker and slacker, and there is a reason. Like you don't with a bike like this, it has 160 millimeters of rear travel. It's a you know, 170 fork up front. It's for racing and for going as fast as possible down you know really steep technical trails. So um, there aren't really downsides to slack head angle in those instances. So,
3: I, I think we see already some Rocky Mountain athletes and insiders running an angle set in it. Yeah, brand exactly. new
1: bike. So it's yeah. Yeah, I think it's a sign. Because I mean, in the steepest position, you could make it 65.5, which is, you know, I just mentioned that optic. That's half degrees steeper than a Norco optic, which is a 125 mil bike. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll see. I, like I said, like 64.4 is pretty normal, but, you know, it's a 2021 bike. So um, we'll probably see slacker version sometime
2: come out. And if the... Bike this week was the Focus Sam Squared. Um this is an e bike um and it's a bit of a monster truck. It's 170 millimeter travel front and rear. I think it's twenty five kilos plus. So it's definitely sort of more of in the, the sort of self shuttle genre of e bike. You know, what's that, in,
3: we- uh, what's that in free uh freedom units?
0: Like Seventy Two <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seventy two Eagle bodies. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um I I don't know. I'd imagine like <laughs> 40 plus, I don't know. I don't know the conversion. 100 quarter pounders. <laughs> it's 55 pounds.
0: Yeah. Um, no one wanted the real answer there. <laughs> Nobody cares.
2: Yeah, definitely a monster truck. Definitely, you know, a sort of verging on almost like a downhill bike that you have a motor to get you to the top with. um What did you guys think?
3: I think it makes a lot more sense than a 100 mil e bike. Like you have an extra motor. You're, why? Why not? take that help to carry around a little more
1: travel exactly if i was going to be on an e-bike i'd want one that feels more like towards a motorcycle free ride downhill thing rather than a slightly underpowered light thing
3: levy you ran a poll recently about if you had to choose between e-biking and and shuttling and there were no other options what were the results
0: of that poll oh that was that was dan that was dan Dan? i'll take credit for that article though
3: was was it your idea? It was like my idea. idea. Yeah, it was your idea.
1: Yeah,
0: you just yeah. got a ghost rider.
3: What yeah, were, what,
1: exactly. <laughs> I did, that's what I need.
3: <laughs> yeah, actually, though, <laughs> what were the what were the results? What did people say?
1: I think it was pretty <laughs> even, if I remember. I don't know. It makes sense. Like, if e-bikes have a place, it would be to replace shuttle vehicles. Like, like I said, I went shuttling this weekend. But if there had been no other cars on the road and we were just riding e-bikes, that would have been pretty. Good
3: too. So. E EMTB one with six thousand votes to uh, fifty four seventeen for shuttle. And then seven hundred and forty seven people said I'd rather just not ride. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Casimir. <laughs> 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 I think of extreme walking <laughs> for e bikes. If you do live in a place where you usually shuttle with an e-bike, you don't need a shuttle, you know, in some cases. And the, the batteries between, run out eventually though, is the thing. the
3: difference between like an XC ish bike, a hundred mil XC bike and a 45 pound e-bike versus a downhillish bike and a 55 pound e-bike is not like just the ratio is different for sure you don't notice the extra weight that much more on a big bike
2: a big monster truck back bike to a teeny tiny bike and that's patrol's new kids bikes we're used to seeing kids bikes in probably aluminium but patrol have gone uh, carbon we've definitely seen some carbon kids bikes before but they're kind of tucked away in the back of like the Taipei show um but this is the first maybe like we've seen from a, a brand like Patrol um so obviously the, the aim here is to bring down the weight uh, which is important because you know it helps the kids get up the hills and it helps them control the bike and ultimately reduces the chances of a tantrum but I mean it's a thousand dollars plus for a, a kid's hardtail that they're gonna grow out of pretty quick um what do you think
0: I, I would never buy one for me or a child that I may or may not have somewhere, but it, uh, I think it's silly. Like just kids, just all those people that they're just shredding, like on, you know, whatever bike they have, like, the, I don't know. The kids don't need it. I think it's cool, but it's silly. You know, have you guys seen those Mets, the, the Mets kids bikes? We did. We covered them at Craigworks a while ago. Those carbon fiber, full suspension things. <laughs> oh yeah. The crazy things. Yeah. I mean, those are in the same category. They are amazing. They're, they're very cool. But would you brian would you buy one for jimmy well okay so i won't be able to provide much for my child
3: in life but he'll definitely have good bikes <laughs> like he's got, he's got jimmy back. i'm gonna get you the best derailleur like, i'm sorry about the genetics but all access all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> on your run bike yeah <laughs> there's a guy there's a guy in i think he's in north vancouver instagram is like reclaimed designs or something like that And he does the coolest shit where he takes old full suspension bikes and cuts them apart and glues them back together in miniature versions of themselves for as kids bikes it's so
1: cool yeah i mean my kids bikes are super heavy usually they've gotten better from some companies so i can kind of see it but again i mean i don't have a kid or any a thousand dollars so i won't be getting one but um yeah. Well, I wonder. I wonder if the, f- like, the weight
3: of a of a kid's bike isn't
1: that much in the frame. Well, I mean, yeah, a lot of it ends up with those handlebars are like exactly. solid steel sometimes, and the cranks and
3: yeah, like, like if you places. if you just have like an aluminum kids aluminum hardtail kids bike that you actually put a couple bucks into on the spec, it's going to end up decently light.
1: So, yeah, I don't. Kids I'm not could, sure. Kids should toughen up, but yeah. well, there's that. Toughen up. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think it's adults. It comes down to adults. Like a a small. I mean, it's the bike looks cool, but the kid doesn't really know that it looks amazing or is all that amazing. But we look at it and we're like, oh yeah, that thing is fucking sick. I want it. Oh, it's too small for me. Okay, I'll buy it for my kid. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, other cool uh, bits of kit this week uh, includes the new Intend fork. Uh, it's called the Blackline Ebonite. It's 29-inch wheels only. It's adjustable between 140 and 180mm travel. It's got 35mm stanchions, and unusually for Intend, it's a regular fork. It's not a USD fork, as we're used to seeing from them. Uh, Cornelius says it, it. he wants it to sort of fill the ground between, say, the Lyric and the Zerbo, the 36 and the 38 um it sounds like he was pretty reluctant to make the change to regular forks um in the press release he said uh it's hard to be a myth like lateral stiffness without a huge marketing budget or large oe sales Uh, which i thought was a a pretty funny line
3: i love that he's just throwing his hands up he's like (laughs) it's like i think this is worse but whatever you guys keep asking for it so here you go yeah (laughs) (laughs) I, i don't know kez is lateral stiffness a myth when it comes I, to upside down forks,
1: I don't think it's a myth. I do like a stiffer fork when when it makes sense. Like there's a definitely a fine a, a balance to have there. there. You can't have a fork that's too stiff, and you can have one that's too flexy. Um, I think you, you could probably make an upside down fork just as stiff as it needs to be. But yeah, I think Cornelius is right in that there is some consumer resistance to an upside down fork from people that have ridden them in the past, where they tend to be really flexy. Um, and I've, I've ridden Cornelius's um, uh, the upside down downhill fork, which I did find to be a little more flexy than I wanted. Like there were moments where it felt great, like the way it tracks the ground, but other times it just felt like a, a little bit less stiff than I preferred. So yeah, I think this, that he'll, he could do well with this one.
3: Do we know anything about the damper? I ask because it's called ebonite, and ebonite, I had to look it up, is hard rubber, so I was hoping it's an elastomer fork. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't believe it's an elastomer fork, but that would be cool and bad if he did that. He, uh, he, I don't... He, yeah, he said it, it, it's the same pretty much internally as the other forks, it's just the other way around. Um, but it is also lighter, and it's two to €300 Euros cheaper than his USD offering, so... I oh, think... cool,
3: so like 5% off. yeah. <laughs>
2: But yeah, I, I, if I was a betting man, I'd say he's probably going to sell a lot, a lot of, more of them than he has his other forks. I mean, they
3: look he? incredible. Yeah. I, think, I think they look so badass.
2: Um, one last thing from Pond Beaver then. Levy, we give you a lot of shit for your Mini, but it turns out you're not the only editor with um, a bit of an out there uh, trail ve- vehicle. Um, Brian, your bike rack on your motorbike or um, jab of the putt, as you call it. Do you want to talk us through that?
3: Uh, yeah, there's a guy, there's a I I bought the motorcycle a couple of years ago. I don't remember why. Oh, because I had, oh, because I was had shoulder surgery coming up and I figured if I crashed, then I could it, get it all fixed at once. And it's a terrible little TW 200. It has. Which is perfect though, Brian. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It fit. it suits me and it doesn't like to go on the highway. So I just ride it from my house to the trails and. Now that we have a kid, it was like, oh, do we want to get a second car? No, not really. Okay, I'm just putting my bike on a motorcycle. It's perfect. Put the baby seat on the back of the motorbike. I know. That's, I was just going to actually put a trailer on the back. Oh, perfect. Exhaust
0: right in. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, Jimmy! <laughs> <laughs> you got this, Jimothy. I mean, it is a TW200. He doesn't have much to worry about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, t- tell us about your rack. Well, the rack is cool. It's this guy in, he's in
3: North Carolina, um garrett garrett blake or something like that um cool guy um two by two cycles and it looks uh it looks like uh he's one of the only people that make one a rack for these he actually has a couple different versions he does one that's like a vertical sort of like a north shore rack style hang it off the head tube thing and then he's got this more horizontal where you bolt the fork into it and that's the one i got it, yeah, it works really well. It works shockingly well for. It looks a little bit DIY, but it it works. And then the worst part is the number of people who try and talk to you at uh, stop signs.
1: Mm. Is it Grim Donut compatible?
3: Yeah, I haven't tried, but I really doubt it. Like even the the Ramadana is, it's a pretty big bike on there. And, have you uh,
0: have you experienced any high crosswinds? Any fast cross? Yeah,
3: I took it across a couple of bridges and. Like from here to the shore is a bridge, and I rode it out to Maple Ridge once. And what's the bridge going out to Maple Ridge? I feel like you would know this lady because Is it Ears? Yeah, anyways, it was it was fine actually. Um, sometimes like I got passed by a semi on the golden on the way out to Maple Ridge, and that just pulled me around a little bit, but it's okay. It's Picture you putting just... your
0: hazards on on the bridge? <laughs> no, you <laughs> have a safety vest on. Like the... <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry i don't have a safety vest no. i'll get you one. Okay, I, yeah. I have one from my yeah, failed gonna... tire exploding video <laughs> perfect you could just use that
3: perfect no it's only really sketchy at low speeds and then once you're over 20 30 it's fine it feels pretty normal
2: that's across the pond beaver in the books then um uh, we've published a, a rundown of all the articles so if you've missed any um check that out there's plenty of new and exciting tech in there um so away from across the pond beaver Um, Some pretty uh, uh, bad news, really. Tom Morris, who's a disabled rider, um, was challenged by a couple on his local trails in Indiana uh, while riding his electric wheelchair. Um, The video's gone pretty viral. It's made it into kind of mainstream news outlets. And it's just a real shame that this kind of awful behavior is how mountain biking's being presented um to the world now. Respect to Tom for calling for empathy and, and understanding in response to it. But I think we all agree that this this kind of behavior has no, has no place in the sport. Tom is a much
3: better
0: person than I am. Like that's so disgusting. I if I think if I experienced that, I could not help myself from cracking those heads. Those people like I'm, it it's got nothing to do with mountain biking, does it? Like there are assholes everywhere for everything and those people are them those are assholes yeah and they just want to be right you know they just
1: love to tell people you're breaking the rules and they're not and it's just silly like you're just out in the woods goofing off just chill out and leave it's people bikes. to do their own
0: things it's yeah. bikes don't make me this mad about bikes like it yeah. makes me want to like break their legs like it's ridiculous i don't understand no yeah it's crazy people like anyways
3: <laughs> yeah it's yeah. The worst, I mean, yeah, the worst part for me is that that is how people will see mountain bikers in mainstream. It's just, ugh.
2: And then to finish off the news, uh, Audi 9 happened over the past week. Um, it's probably going to be the biggest free ride event of the year, I'd imagine, now. Um, some bangers in there, some questionable world firsts. Um, did anything um, catch your eye from the, the competition?
3: I mean, Emil's slope run was insane. Uh, you know, that. Whatever three sixty downside windshield wiper thing off a step down is terrifying, and i'm I'm hoping we'll see it at Crankworks innsbruck, but yeah, was, that event's really kind of grown into its own over the past few years it It used to be a bit of a side show, and now it's yeah, it's the only on the show and yeah now it's the only. <laughs>
1: just took a pandemic and it's coming to its own <laughs> yeah it, it is.
3: it's simultaneously the best and worst free ride event of the year. <laughs>
1: it's great it looks cool like the venue that they make for it with all the weird little rocket ship looking things and satellites and stuff but yeah it, i don't know it's still it cool used style. to be
3: that i got all bent out of shape because it events like that are more spectacle than they are sport but as that riding becomes more spectacle than sport i'm cool with it i just like to see it it's fine
1: yeah it's got in some like lava lava pits and more fire and Badger alligators pits. and stuff yeah yeah
0: Okay, that's it for the news. Let's move on to questions. Uh, the first one: Levy always gets raz for a shitty car. Well, he's right. True. Yes, but what is the ideal vehicle for the mountain bike lifestyle anyway? Lots to cover. Keep the bike on a rack or inside. What's the best for long trips? Um, well, my vote goes for the Mitsubishi Delica that I used to have, <laughs> that I drove into the ground. <laughs> Ideally one of the brakes that work. <laughs> and tires that where you can't see the casing. You guys are
1: so picky. <laughs> <laughs> 10... about, remember we had to wear sleeping bags when we were inside the thing? Oh we drove we... to
0: Sedona. We had to drive okay. to Sedona or drive to Sedona while wearing sleeping bags. <laughs> <laughs> It James, warm. This, also this a hobo be... lived in it for a winter outside my apartment building because the lock got punched out and I was like, oh, I'm not going to fix it. It's just going to get punched out again. So a hobo was sleeping in the bed that we made inside there. Yeah, He cleaned up after himself, so whatever. James, this might be before your time, but
3: Levy, when he sold that thing, wrote the best Craigslist ad I've ever read. It, we'll send it to you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's, I love that. I, Levy, do you still have a copy of it?
1: Oh yeah.
0: damn it! No, it has to be somewhere. It's somewhere. It's.
1: Somewhere. It basically it's said that whoever buys it is not allowed to drive it home. What, the guy trailer.
0: that the guy that came to get it. Yeah, I told him like I'll sell it to you. It was it was only a thousand bucks, but no one is allowed to drive it home. You have to come with the trailer because I'm not being responsible for something terrible that happens. <laughs> but, anyways, Brian, what do you think is the ideal mountain bike vehicle? Oh, I mean, obviously a TW 200. Yeah, clearly.
3: Um, No, I think, I think you have, you can't not mention that it's the rules that everybody has to own a rusty Tacoma. Like that is the rules for, of mountain biking. Especially in the
0: sea to sky corridor.
3: Yeah, for sure. And it's, I mean, that's a, if we're being practical, that makes a ton of sense. I think I really like in Europe, they have all those little, basically like Ford transits, like the mini transits, um, not the bigger new ones, the, you know, they're like little crappy four-banger, two-seat vehicles, like nothing in the, just an empty van in the back, and you can actually keep your bikes inside. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good, that's a good way to go. They're kind of shit on the highway, but.
1: That's why I got my GMC Safari. It's on-wheel mm-hmm. drive.
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's probably a good way to go, too.
0: Those are like gold, Kaz. People, people in the know, those things in Safari vans, people get those. They don't stick around for long. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah.
1: It, it's kind of like driving a wet cardboard box on the highway, but otherwise. It's good. (laughs) I mean, these days, it seems like everybody has budget to buy like a $120,000 Sprinter. So that's the the ideal vehicle, right? Those things are everywhere. I don't know. All these people have lots of money. I mean, it's just, it's it's
3: the, it's the, we can't, our entire generation can't afford houses. So we try and tell ourselves that everything's okay by
1: getting a house on wheels and pretending we're not homeless. But yeah, I think a van is nice if you're going to be putting your, if you're like going somewhere and you're going to go inside or go riding for the day and don't want to worry as much. But a, a truck is always the, just a nice, easy way to toss stuff in the back and, and for for line the stuff, a truck is the easiest.
0: Yeah, money no object. I think I I would do uh, one of those new four by four sprinters. They make they make all the sense in the world, but unfortunately, money is an object. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think no Earth Roamer. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I think to answer Spencer's question, Spencer was it Spencer? Yeah, it's like if you are if you have four by four terrain to get up and down to get if you like if you need to shuttle with it it's probably a truck and it's probably a tacoma just by another numbers game and if you're doing van to live in or stay in then it's sprinter especially for long distances and stuff and if you're doing van to not stay in then one of those little like yeah like a safari or a tra- Ford transit something like a smaller van
0: yeah when you're i think when you want to cover miles like you know, that, that silly car I have in my head, I was like, oh, it's going to be awesome. Like, you know, you load up and you do some, you drive six hours to Rossland and you do your ride and you stay in your Airbnb and dude, you drive that thing for a few hours and you're like, ah, I don't want to ride bikes anymore. So I think you'd want something like calm, you know, like you want to get there and still want to ride. So in my head, I want something that's like fun and exciting and, you know, interesting, but that's not the answer for a mountain bike vehicle. A mountain bike vehicle is about like reliability and keeping the bikes from getting stolen.
3: <laughs> I will say that having the TW, it makes me feel that my like one and a half hour ride is a little bit longer because I enjoy the drive. The you know thirty minutes to the trails and thirty minutes home like yep. it extends my ride almost.
2: Yeah. Doesn't Reese Wallace have the best with his plane? Is that not the best one? <laughs> yeah, he might <may> win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: that's fair. <laughs> Who has a heli? Does Kenny, heli? Uh, Kenny the, Smith. The, the, yeah, Kenny does. And <laughs> the Wal- he doesn't have a heli, but he flies one. The, the Waltons think. have one. They shuttle. In, the uh, Waltons? Arkansas. The Arkansas. Like the, um, oh, like those Walmart- Waltons. Wal- yeah. Walmart people. Walmart people. They like shuttle their 300 little hill with a helicopter.
0: Casimir, I thought you were referring to a Walton that we both know. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't have a helicopter. <laughs> Not yet. All right. We got one more question from Vapidoscar. Vapidoscar. Um, he says he has a similar question. Uh, he says he's on his first season on a slack bike. He's struggling to get used to it on his local trails, which are pretty tight. Uh, basically, everything on his bike is a huge improvement over the entry-level hardtail that he moved up from. Um, the biggest geometry change is a head tube angle that went from 71 to 65. Ooh. Yeah, that's six degrees. That's... Uh, it's it's even it's even more than that because your 71
3: hardtail is really a lot right. more than 71. It just... Yeah.
2: Next step grind donut for him then.
0: Yeah. Right. We're, we're going to talk about big differences in head angles pretty soon. He says, "I can't make the most of slow speed turns, switchbacks and awkward turns around trees." Any advice for him, Kaz? Go faster? Right. <coughs> Use no, that I rear mean,
1: brake sometimes. It, yeah. It's going to it'll take a little bit, but I wouldn't say it. 65 head angle has become pretty normal. You do get used to it. It just takes time especially if he wasn't a quick, uh, you know, super snappy hardtail, it just might take setting up a little earlier. Um, and if he's on a full suspension bike, maybe make sure you have it set up correctly. Like your suspension set up in general, just if he's running a ton of sag, that thing might be sitting even more slack, uh, than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. check that stuff. And then, um, yeah, it just might take, it's going to take some adapting, but I don't think that it's going to be that hard to figure it out. You know, maybe just stop and session a little turn that's giving you trouble and figure out the best
0: technique to get through there. And then that technique is going to be able to apply to, other turns that are similar right, yeah, go go for a bike ride and spend an hour at some tricky flat corner and do it a bunch of times, not going all that fast until you just fall over, and then just dial it backward click, yeah
1: <laughs> that's a yeah, way, anyway. <laughs> yeah, and like that floppy head or floppy uh, steering feeling like you probably you're just turning too much, you don't probably don't need to actually turn it like turn your bars that hard, you know kind of more lean into it, but again, it's just going to take some practice, but um I think you'll get used to it and probably not want to go back to that 71 degree hardtail ever. Right. And that'd
3: be interesting. Tell us tell us uh if you've been once you've been on your big bike for a while, bigger bike for a while, go back to your hardtail and tell tell us your impressions. I'd be
0: curious. I used to get spanked so hard when I would do that. Go from my downhill bike to my little hardtail and just end oh, up yeah. on my head. <laughs> you forget. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh wait. Some some of this requires skill. All right. All right, so we're going to talk Grim Donut now. James, that means we've got to make room for Jason Lucas. Thanks for reading us the news. Take care. Grim Donut 2 is live on the website after... I don't know, just a little bit of a delay. It came a little late, not all that late. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it already, definitely pause the podcast right now and go watch it because we are going to do, we're going to wreck it. We're going to we're going to say a ton of spoilers. We're going to talk about uh, how we came up with the numbers and what it was like to ride and what and thought. And Casimir here is going to throw a ton of questions at Brian, myself, and Jason Lucas.
1: Yeah, I am because everybody has lots of questions. Like you said, this thing has taken a while, and now it's kind of the results are out there. Now people can see that the Grim Donut sort of works,
0: maybe ish. Not sort kind of, sorta, Kaz. That worked. Did you watch the video? <laughs> I did watch the video. Kaz, a couple times. it's three percent faster. Like, what if you said you could? If you said Richie, here's a bike. It makes you three percent, just like that. <laughs> yeah. You just He's sound like take take
1: it. it. You got your infomercial man going on like three percent faster. <laughs> Buy this chop slop.
0: <laughs> this yeah. chop slop Wait, chop slap. <laughs> <laughs> slap chop <top>? slap. <laughs> Oh, whatever. Shamwell. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way.
1: Um well yeah, I guess we can get started with we go with some ride impressions first because that's what really people have been wanting to know is how this bike rides. What's it like to ride the Grim Donut? People kinda know how it came into existence, but we'll touch on that in a bit. But for Now, I mean, leave you've got a decent amount of riding on it. What's, let's say, what's your favorite part of the Grim Donut since it's an amazing bike?
0: <laughs> well, I somewhat ironically, my favorite part is that I feel so safe in the middle of it between those two wheels, quite low. So, when you're coming into something that you know you have to think about, something that's steepish and kind of scary, yeah, you know, I mean, I was less scared, and that's a good thing, that has to be a good thing. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and, and for i guess for people that are listening that might not know the numbers this bike has a 500 millimeter reach yep. um, chain stays are somewhere around 450 millimeters bottom bracket is like three millimeters off the ground lower <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's underground <laughs> bottom bracket yeah, we'll, technology. we'll get to that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so in modern day we've kind of seen geometry catch up a little bit this would be equivalent probably to a large from a lot of companies although in the grim donut world this is a size small
3: well it is a size small because the c-tube angle makes it uh so that your effective top tube is the same as like a size small specialized stump jumper um so it, you know it is designed for me at five seven i hop on it and my my reach to my handlebars from my saddle is very normal feeling It it is we would have gone larger on it if genio had a top tube that was longer they just would have had to weld two top tubes together otherwise
1: yeah it would have looked even more beautiful with two top tubes yeah. welded together. <laughs> so we called it a size small <laughs> just yeah. yeah so then i guess that kind of brings it to the the worst handling attributes of this bike um I mean, we talked about the low bottom bracket the bike has 155 millimeter cranks but they still hit the ground a lot Even you want hit I mean, three times in his run is that only the, three times yeah only I mean, three which is impressive yeah impressive. <laughs> over two minutes <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's pretty good like yeah but yeah i mean what's you know for this bike what would you if you had to make a new one tomorrow what would you change right away is there one aspect that you're just like that doesn't work
0: Ah, oh, dude, like, before we did the time testing with Yoan. I would say, yeah, let's make it, yeah, let's, we got to dial it back a little bit, a few degrees steeper, about a foot taller. Um, just a foot. Just a foot. And now, not so much, you know, like, I would probably keep that head angle where it is, but I would definitely raise the bottom bracket, because those are the scariest, most painful kind of crashes sometimes, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which it hasn't happened yet. But, uh, I mean, it's gonna real soon, so... I think the real challenge is going to be like there is something there in this bike.
3: It, there's definitely some, you know, it, it was a tongue in cheek joke, but there is something there and I think the real challenge for V2 is going to be trying to keep some of the magic in the bike to make sure that you know, if we do steepen the head tube or raise the BB, do are we going to lose that cornering ability that that where you just feel invincible, you know? Are we going to lose what actually kind of makes it special?
0: Well, we can't make the cranks any shorter because they yeah. feel too <laughs> short as it is. Yeah, it's so awkward.
3: Feel, yeah. yeah, Does anybody make a 160 crank?
1: Yeah, I think Canfield might or
0: they used to back in the day. Okay. Um, I, I, I do think it'd be nice to keep the BB as low as possible, but... We could make our own cranks. I could make those 155s like 140s if you want. No, yeah, no, I think, we, I think we
3: want 160s. <laughs>
4: Is there a plan to add any, you know, modern day features to the frame? I don't know, like a bottle cage area or... Dude,
0: <laughs> I, honestly, I'm just heard, happy I've... the head tube didn't fall off. And now you want <laughs> features? Dude, Listen, it's all—it's it's to... about the water
3: bottle people's job to put the water on the, on the frame. It's not our department. <laughs> not our job. <laughs>
4: I'm just saying through editing, I've listened to the audio of you riding that bike now for hours on end. <laughs> and yeah, it sounds like a shopping cart. Do you need anything like that? Or are we just going for geometry this next time around?
0: Well, you know, I've sort of painted myself into a corner with all this water bottle talk. And now I've got this bike that the water bottle doesn't really fit on it. But it's not about the water bottle, Jason. It's about the geometry. But we haven't,
1: we're talking about geometry, but we haven't talked about suspension. Does that even matter? Like if you just put the shock in a different place to fit a water bottle, wouldn't it just be fine? Like, no, I don't even think if you mentioned how the suspension felt in, in the video.
0: Having, it's because it didn't feel good. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: well, no, it
3: feels it feels like it has about 0% anti-squat, which is all the traction and none of the pedaling. And that honestly might be some of the magic on the descending. It, it really
0: might be. Um, you know, in a way, with that super low bottom bracket and those super short cranks, that doesn't help the pedaling at all, obviously. And then the complete lack of anti-squat Altogether, like the bike was just not made to pedal. It's like we embraced not pedaling and said, hey, what if we just forgot about pedaling? How good can we make this bike be? What How if you fast had like, could it be? What if you A had some
1: little lever that was kind of like would lock out that
0: shock? A what? Yeah, some kind of yeah. lever or something. Some weird. But that you just push that, a button and it locks yeah. out your shock. That doesn't sound like a real part. thing, Kaz.
1: No, and it, it ain't going to be
0: a thing on <laughs> any bike that I'm involved <laughs> with. <laughs> i tell you that much. Oh. That's why one of my favorite parts is that you've
1: created a bike that would do well to have a lockout lever. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> and it doesn't well. hold a water bottle. It's like the opposite Levy bike. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Oops.
3: I mean, I'm surprised that Gwen didn't like didn't like the bike. Um, You know, it seems like it'd be perfect for him with his no-chain antics.
1: Right? He liked it. He just hasn't ridden it yet. He doesn't know how good it is. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't sell, you didn't
3: push the sale hard enough for him.
0: Well, we hadn't done our time testing at that point, And I still didn't know if the frame would stay together. So I I mean, when he was showing some caution, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's probably smart. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. makes sense, Aaron. I
3: would say it still is probably smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, with the time testing, I mean, let's say the time testing went the opposite way because it easily could because 3% isn't a huge margin. And so let's say Johan's time was a lot Wait. slower. That is it, a huge margin, Casimir. That is a huge margin. No, it's for not. over
0: a two-minute trail. It's six for seconds? these guys. It's massive. How many times did he do the lap? That's not important, Casimir. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh-huh. <laughs> the point is, uh-huh. <laughs> the, the, let me, let me. The point here yeah. is, is that he's ridden that trail a ton of times on mm-hmm. many of his personal race bikes, and he says that usually he's looking at you know one or two-second difference here or there. This was six seconds on his first run on a bike with tires and brakes that he's never used before. Well, that rear tire was at like a
3: billion PSI with a DH tube in
1: it as well. I didn't and, tell him that part. He didn't know about that.
3: And and he jammed a chain.
1: Yeah. you know, There's a lot of excuses I hear, but so he, he could just go repeat is, it again, right?
0: And the then point it would get he
3: could. be just as fast. I bet he would be faster. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I, I would put like gun to my head. As much as you're right, it's not the most scientifically vigorous <laughs> yeah, the most scientifically vigorous thing here, this is this is the Grim Donut we're talking about. This is mm-hmm. an infotainment here, no question. But gun to my head, do I think that Johan would be faster on that
0: trail on the Grim Donut than his current bike? Yes, absolutely. And 3% is a big number given that he knows that trail so well. Like he's not going down it and discovering a line, you know, it's same line, consistent line consistent effort
1: yeah but i mean i'm just putting i'm poking holes in your scientific testing here because that's what everyone's going to do because it's not but what i'm saying is if so let's say he had been slower would you have been ex- as excited about this bike now being the future
3: well, as that but that's what we wrote we we wrote an entire script based on the grim donut being slower because it what was we supposed assumed, to be slower yeah, it was supposed to be slower That's what we had happening in the film we had that's mm-hmm. part of why it took so friggin' long to come out was we didn't know what the hell to do with it once it was faster
1: You mean once it was slower?
3: No, once the bike was faster. We didn't know what the hell it was. What were you
0: going to do if it was slower? Uh, It would
3: have ended right
4: there. And we wouldn't be going to Taiwan again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, Cass, that's genuine surprise. In that video, when Yohan tells me the time, that's. Oh, yeah, I I believe it. I I thought he was surprised if he went faster,
3: too.
1: The
0: the punchline was going to
3: be that Levy had.
0: that everybody
3: tells him he has to go back to the drawing board. And but he's already accidentally ordered 500 of the frames and they are, they're all in the back, right? Like, that. Would, the original punchline was that the bike is too far, is a step too far, but he's accidentally already ordered a bunch.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that the... Yeah, I think that the geometry, there are things in here. It's kind of just like an example of extremes that aren't as extreme once you give them a try, you know? There aren't too many people in the world that have gotten a chance to ride a bike with numbers like this. Like, totally. even at the biggest companies, there's not too many product and that's designers a problem. try
3: to that's play. the problem we we're trying to talk about from day one it's
1: mm-hmm. like yeah no i fully agree too many brat. people get stuck in their bubbles and they're like next year is going to be the half degree slacker thing like we the very intro video is like that's all they do because they just try a little more and like oh this is good let's do this next year um, so i guess yeah kind of going back to what's next so what would you change the geometry very much for the v2 to make it even faster and better and maybe ews raceable I think we probably
3: need to look at the viability of some of the parts that are hanging off of the bike. Uh, we're constrained by things like forks having bushings um, and requiring... Linkage
0: forks. <laughs> are you suggesting a <laughs> linkage fork, Brian? I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy who loves linkage forks. I mean, Me uh, everybody
3: wants to see one of those trust forks on the front of the donut, but... I mean, um, I've got I, one. And we've got to talk about... Or look at some of the viability of these things. It's not, hey, it's not crazy. The guys are just nodding furiously. You could should see Levy's smile right now. It's not crazy. Um, I do think we'll probably dial a few things, like the bottom bracket height back up a little bit. Um, we'll probably look at that head tube. We'll, you know what? The next thing we'll do is we'll start modifying the donut um, to try and learn what we can learn. I still think it'd be great to put... If somebody can make us a thirty-two inch front wheel, uh, or front tire, the wheel, the rim is easy, but the, the thirty-two inch front tire would be nice on there. Twenty-nine rear, thirty-two front. Brian's stash of so thirty-two inch <laughs> front
1: wheels he has yeah. in his basement. Giant, yeah, Brian is definitely being paid by somebody to promote the thirty-two inch wheel.
3: Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, keep <laughs> that in talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, niner niner has a new secret brand called 32-er.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're the chief marketing officer there. Yeah. I would have and picked somebody taller if I was Chris, but whatever. <laughs> Turns out. Well, have you yeah. seen
3: Chris? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. I'm like an inch taller than Chris, therefore I definitely need a 32-inch front wheel. <laughs>
1: yeah. You guys could probably put a 29-inch rear wheel on the donut, right? Yeah, we'll put a
3: 29-inch rear wheel on there. We'll try mess around with some different um, some different head tube
0: angles. What, what more do you guys want? Like this bike went six seconds faster, just like that. It's perfect. Don't change anything. Let's hire who's let's hire Sam Hill. Sam, you want the donut?
3: Sam is the last person on the earth who would want the donut. He still runs like a 430 mil reach. Like he would like it to be his. No, I don't know if that's true, but he runs that's a not fairly true, no. short he's bike, not a, though.
1: No he doesn't. He, he did he's not pretty he was, because they he didn't make the was So
3: resistant. Run. No. He was so resistant to it. Sam, you should call us. We should talk. Yeah, Sam. I think he's on a
1: pretty no- normal, modern bike.
3: Hey, so, somebody else at Nuke Proof, you should call us and tell us about how resistant Sam Hill was originally to the long to the long bikes.
1: Well, I'm talking to them tomorrow. I'll let you know how he was.
3: Okay, you, yeah. perfect.
0: I, I might die if Sam Hill raced the donut at an EWS race <laughs> and won. I would implode you could retire i think
4: <laughs> yeah you can't do anything better
1: yeah we need to get a bookie because i want to put money on stuff like this i wanna bet
3: i feel like i've never seen levy as happy as on video like levy's not usually he's he's usually a little saltier but that was like genuine joy in the video yeah my eyes lit up
1: <laughs> yeah
0: legitimately <laughs> there's still life in me <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guess one of the questions, now that the the video is finally out, a lot of people are going to still be wondering what took so long. So maybe we should go to Jason, the videographer. He might have an answer. Are you just really slow at editing?
4: Yeah, that's uh, that's obviously the issue. (laughs) Joking. No, obviously we wanted it to be done sooner. And, you know, there's a few things this year, a few big wrenches that the year threw us, like a, a global pandemic kind of slowed things down uh and then we also had other stuff on the go we had xc field tests we have a big thing called pink bike academy uh we're only one team we can only do so much and we also want to make sure if we're going to do another episode of the grim donut it at least has to be as good as the first one right like we can't make it worse so true. taking the time to make things good and um yeah i don't know i think it, it ended up in a spot where it is better and it, we were surprised because we didn't rush things we didn't just try and get the next one out right away you know we took our time and uh, Levy's still in one piece, which is great. It's
3: really it's really nice of you to not just throw Levy under the bus, which is the truth.
0: I just don't <laughs> like to rush things, Brian. <laughs> I know.
4: Uh, no, yeah, that's that's the straight and honest answer. I mean, when's part three coming out? I think uh, we addressed that at the end of the video. <laughs> There's no timeline for it. We'll take our time once again and we'll make something awesome.
3: I was thinking that april first twenty twenty one is probably a good day to drop part three.
1: I'm it might be too soon. I would think maybe 2022. Yeah, yeah April yeah. 1st, 2022. It. Yeah, <laughs> perfection
3: takes
4: yeah, time. Yeah, we're on a three-year product cycle here, Brian. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, just like the bike industry. Yeah, gotta... perfect.
3: Kaz, I got a question for you. Do you? You kind of said it in there that some brands have kind of, sort of caught up in some way. Do you think that that's actually true? Obviously, the head tube angle is the biggest outlier for us on that bike. Yeah. But... Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, sort you know, like I think you you guys with your geometry still a bit further than some. Companies went and will ever go because for obvious reasons. But um, the know, clock like the doesn't fort- lie, Casimir. But the C <laughs> two doesn't, doesn't matter. C two angle doesn't matter for the clock. Well, maybe you should stand up. You'd go faster. No, that's what I mean. Like, it doesn't. <laughs> 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 your C two angle didn't influence the time that yohan had on the descent. <laughs> you know yeah, what? So though, we can c- leave it. The C But well, you can angle, make it
3: more pedalable it, No, honestly, the C two angle is is the least of your worries. It doesn't. It when you're climbing, it's. It just feels like a nice little Stairmaster. It
0: feels like you're... Yeah, for someone real that's real five foot tall like you. <laughs>
3: yeah, but it's a size small. That's <laughs> the <know>. point.
0: <laughs> yeah, but either way,
1: yes, I do think that, like, I mean, you guys started this project, what, was like almost a year and a half ago now? Yeah. About that? And then, so, this year we've seen, there's a number of bikes that have chainstays in that 450 millimeter realm. That's not really out of the ordinary these days. Um, I mean,
3: that wasn't, we, we really struggled with what to do for the chainstays because for a long time, you know, from 2010 to now, they got a bunch shorter and then they got a bunch longer again. So we weren't sure we figured that they'd get a bunch longer and then a bunch shorter in the future.
1: Yeah. Which is always yeah, what happens. Cause yeah. you, we've all gone, you know, it used but to be short changes the are the best. And now that's the so.
3: only geometry thing that we've seen that has actually bracketed back and forth and bounced back and forth. Everything else in the industry
1: has just gotten longer and slacker and bigger wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like your C2 bangles 83. And now that's still really steep for obvious reasons. It does get strange for sizing of the bikes for actual humans, but you know, more companies have 77, 78 degrees where just that year and a half ago when you were playing this, those weren't common at all. Like a steeper C tube angle. Um yeah, it's really that head angle is the one thing that nobody's gone into that realm for again, reasons that seem pretty obvious, but maybe not now that the bike is supposedly three percent faster. So and we'll see.
3: <laughs> Look at that shade. Oh, that's so good. You know, <laughs> I I honestly weren't time testing. <laughs> I will say, so I hadn't ridden the bike until yesterday, uh off off road anyway, and you rode it? I wrote it yesterday, yeah. I just did a quick Seymour lap. And you're Uh, still
4: alive. That's great.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Another one another person (laughs) survives. (laughs) (laughs) That's the tally, Levy. (laughs) (laughs) And when I first got on it, the head tube looked really, really stupid. Like looking down was such a trip. But by the end of the ride, it looked and felt fairly normal.
4: Did you jump it?
3: I mean, do I jump anything? I did a little bit. I mean, I did, ju- I did just a forever after lap, there was not much to jump, but
4: the only time I've ridden that bike was for the XC Huck to flat mm-hmm. field test. And, uh, I had successfully jumped nine other cross country bikes that weigh nothing. <laughs> and I was the most scared to jump that grim donut because I was in Lycra and clipped in. And I, the first jump I did on it, I almost actually crashed. Cause it's so long that like timing your pop off the lip is completely different. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I couldn't be done with that bike soon enough after that. So I'm very curious. <laughs>
0: the, the front wheel was about nine feet in the air and the back wheel was still on the lip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you landed, Jason, the bike had like this weird, like weird reverberation. Like the back end went, and then it like absorbed it again. Did you see that in the video?
4: Super yeah. Weird and thing. also like the fork went down in increments. It wasn't like one smooth motion. It was like, uh, uh. Staged <laughs> so. travel—it's a selling feature.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that mid-stroke support you again. It's just right. It's different.
4: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: Jeez. Maybe you should definitely make an infomercial for this. Maybe that's part of part three. <laughs>
0: oh, that would be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, that, that. Yeah, you do kind of have that ShamWow guy chat uh, slap chop. You could that, do it. Didn't that guy go to jail for math? He, he went to jail for he.
4: He oh, okay.
1: a yeah he hit a he hit a prostitute anyway but yeah you'll be good at an infomercial that gold tooth he
0: could add like the extra bling like
1: ding and
0: well and I mean should we should we make a bunch of these things you know is that the next do Probably, we, do we know, make a bike company yeah these days
1: people love to pre-order all these companies that aren't in existence they just have Pre- pre-orders and then they get their money first it so works we could do for that. Tesla uh-huh yeah they that truck everyone the number of dollars that they got for the truck that doesn't exist we could do that with the Grim donut we're not going to do that with the Grim Donut.
3: There are some things we'll talk. Maybe
1: about. We'll start a side company. Leave it. You and I will talk later. Grim Donut, start like Grim Donut, Donaire the Grim Donair. and we can pre-order those ones. They'll be a little different, but really similar.
4: <laughs> the Grim Timbit, the XC version.
3: Yeah, the Grim Bit. Ooh. I mean, is it? Here's the question: Is it? Is the company name Grim Cycles and the model name the Donut? The company is the name it, is Grim.
0: The bike yeah. name is Donut. Donut. That's right. that's how I've been
4: talking. Yeah. So then
3: we like, could have like the Grim Crueler and the Grim Whatever. Yeah. Okay.
4: I like after it. Have get a Donut after this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. I'll I'll buy one.
4: I would I never
0: guess ever start a bike company. No. <laughs> ever.
1: <laughs> I do think. But your th- first bike is already the best in the world. So I mean, it's just up from here, right? I don't think that's
0: how it works in the real yeah. world, cast. <laughs> it's
3: this weird commercial viability thing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let's talk, well, about the creature, faster. let's talk about the creature comforts. You, you avoided the question earlier, Levy. but what would you do on the creature comforts level? Obviously, bottles.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously it needs at least room for one large bottle. Uh, in, the case, in the triangle. In the front triangle. Maybe on the top of the top two. I don't know. Um, other than that... Yo, chain slap protector. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. Some nice chain slap protector, uh an axle the that's the routing? right length.
4: <laughs> so, I was putting you... the thing together. I remember
0: there being some issues. Oh, assembly wasn't great. It was tricky, like that, yeah. There's also not a ton of clearance between the shock and the, the top of the down tube. Um it's definitely not designed
3: for a uh, a coil shock. We just put it on there because it was cooler looking. Yeah. Originally, when we displayed it, and then you, I think, lost the air shock <laughs> that we ordered for it. <laughs>
0: hey, we've all lost a super deluxe, haven't we? Sorry, <laughs> Tram. Um. Yeah, but I mean, it's really a uh like the thing is just a rolling prototype. It's a test mule. So creature comforts, yeah, like water bottle. I, some storage, like if I wanted to sell this thing, I think it would need some sort of storage, whether that's like a tube strap slot yeah, or. Strapy zone, yeah. Yeah. Or the things open up. And then obviously a whole bunch of frame protection. It sounds so bad coming down the hill. I could hear Yoen he was like a thousand feet above me and it, I could hear him coming. I thought he was like right around the corner. So yeah, we'd need a lot of that. I guess, well, we're kind of, what's next? I guess we can go into what's next. We didn't really
1: discuss a plan, so we can t- I'll do that. Um, All right, well, now let's talk about the Grimdona exists. We've got two videos about it. It's been written by some people. It's gone pretty fast under Yohan Borelli. 3% or- faster. 3% faster. <laughs> Science. Uh, what's the legacy of this? Do you think this will inspire actual companies to change their ways a little bit, or is there- do we need Donor V2 to come out?
0: Yeah, I think Johan's words at the end of the video there, where he thinks that it's going to make some companies think about some things and maybe just do some experimenting. I think we are going to see some racers do some crazy things. And they, they used to do that. There is a precedent for that. Like Fabian Barrel has done some, everyone knows about that Kona stab in 2000 and something that had like a 57 degree head angle and a super low bottom bracket height. Like, let's be honest, what we've done here, it isn't really new. But we're taking new geometry ideas, redoing it, and saying, hey, it works, kind of, ish. Just try
3: some stuff. Yeah. I, I've, I've spoken to a few product managers at different brands who have said that it's inspired them to... Like, people in the brands want to try these things. It's, it's people signing off on budgets going, don't waste our money, that say no. So, the fact that the Grim Donut has shown some promise and people are interested... Um, has given them some ammunition within their companies to say well fuck let's try it you know people are asking us to try we should at least understand what what happens when we go to these extremes even if we don't do that it should it'll add to our knowledge base
1: yeah that's good that's i mean that's i would like to see as a result of this just more companies trying things and they don't necessarily you know the slackest longest thing possible is not the answer in all cases but um, you might as well know what if it is better and faster
3: or where it's better exactly
1: yeah, well, I guess for now, everybody, if you haven't watched the video and got this far, you should really still watch it and then...
3: No, just don't bother own. at this point. Just don't bother at yeah. this point. <laughs>
1: or, yeah. <laughs> or the readers out there, if you got a welder or know how to weld, make your own Grim Donut and see what you can come up with. And don't definitely do don't sue us when it falls apart. Well, just weld it correctly. Yeah. I mean, ours didn't um, fall apart. Ours is yeah, fine. Yeah, it held up. I saw it go fast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe put two head tubes on it, but... Once yeah. Bare? Yeah, just one spare, yeah. What head tube and a head tube. <laughs> I mean, that is one of the one of the
3: legitimate things to think about is there's only so far you can go before it will just, even with a super strong frame, it's just there's the forces pulling the head tube apart. is not good. What about
1: you guys? Didn't test it with a dual crown fork yet? That's that's always that thing where people say the dual crown is the future. mm mm-hmm. That put a people crown on say that thing, like a one eighty, well shortened. It could. Or you could could go 190 and raise the bottom bracket a little bit.
3: (laughs) And slack it out a little bit, which is what it really needs.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, axle crown probably wouldn't be that much different, really, between it. You'd have to figure some numbers out.
3: I mean, if the axle crown isn't different, then
1: it's not going to raise the BB either. I know. I was just doing things in my head. Anyways, put a dual crown on it and do that next. (laughs) Because it needs to be a downhill version. If this is the enduro bike, we need the Grim Donut downhill bike and then the Grim Donut XC bike.
0: Well, we need that Gwyn donut for Aaron Gwynn. Yeah, uh, because after he watches this, I think he's going to be. I think my phone's going to be ringing. Yeah, Sam, yeah. you
1: got my number, right? Aaron, you got my number. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some riders' contracts are up. It
0: might be time to sign a team, right? Yohan said his contract was up. Maybe he wants to come back to EWS Racing full time on the donut. Now that now that he realizes how good yeah. it is, he's like, oh, yeah, wait, it's ha-ha-ha. his first win.
3: <laughs> Could you, yeah, can you yeah. can you do a good
0: Yoan Borelli accent for the rest of this podcast, Levy? Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> I wouldn't even try. No, I wouldn't even try. No, I think French <laughs> people everywhere would be upset with me. But the good thing is, is that I don't have to because I sat down with Yoan and we talked about the timed run that we did uh, on both his bike and the donut, and he definitely had some interesting things to say. So let's go to that now. All right, we're here with Yoan Borelli, and I've got my boss, as usual, Brian Park, with me as well. We're going to grill Yoan about the Grim Donut. As you guys all saw, Yoan has already ridden the donut. So, Yoan, we show up there. You you see the bike. I take it off the rack. You sit on the bike. The first thing you do, you pedal it around. And what, what were your first thoughts on this thing? I mean, in the first – hold on. In the first one minute of riding this bike, you hit a jump. It was like a. It was just like a twenty foot
5: tabletop thing, little warm up jump. What, <laughs> like, what were you thinking? No, so so the, the funny thing is that before I met you guys, in my head I was like, there is no way this bike is going to corner. There is no way the suspension, the the fork, is going to compress. Like I was like in my head, I had this vision of this bike being a piece of shit. To be honest. And me, so too, sat, yo, and me too, yeah, me too. I sat on it, and then of course, it feels weird like the bike is super long, the reach is long, there's like 57 degree head angle, so it really feels weird at low speed. But then I kind of, yeah, for the first minute, I kind of played around and I do, I did like a power wheelie or stuff like that, and I felt kind of good on it. And I was like, wow, this is actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And then, as you say, the, after the second minute, I was eating that that little jump. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> this is this is actually pretty cool. It's stable in the air. Like I don't have to do a lot of things. Like it's. I was really feeling super balanced and safe. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was kind of. That's why I started to scratch my head and I was like, "Wow, yeah. this is kind of weird. You looked comfortable right away. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, More was, comfortable and than uh, me.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's not so
0: much, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> so let's let's take people through the day. The first thing we did before you rode the donut is you did a lap on your Commencal Meta Enduro race bike. Um, yes. And before you did that, I want to say the kom for that trail was it like two twenty five something like that? I think it's like a two twenty
5: eight or something like that. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah and you jumped on your meta and you did a what like a 209 wasn't it a
5: 209 a 209 or like yeah something something around that yeah, so yeah. 210 two, 209 yeah, yeah around there what kind of effort yeah. was that at uh let's say normally when i do testing you never ride at 100 mm-hmm. percent. you're always trying to kind of turn it down a little bit so let's say in between 90 and 95 percent.
0: yeah you weren't sitting around so, yeah. were you
5: <laughs> No, I was I was shredding like I was you know I was going for it yeah but there's there's still a little bit of a margin you know like if you uh, if you want to go a little bit faster you can right right and yeah. that common cell what's the head angle on that bad boy sixty three point five or six yeah. okay and and, and, and we, that's yeah. just
3: just to be clear that's still like a pretty inc- like that's an aggressive head slack head tube angle in 2020 like that's a if, yeah
5: yeah if if we take uh, if we take the the old meta and the new meta the geometry is very different like it's uh yeah. the meta is now a race bike like it's super aggressive it's long it's
0: a progressive it's, it's, aggressive it's, bike isn't it what's the exactly reach yeah. on your
5: large it's pretty long isn't it? um 495 um, maybe 500 Four ninety-five, I think, because we kind of compared, yeah, and I think there was only like one centimeter and a half more on the grim donut, or two centimeters, yeah, yeah. yeah the grim right. donut is what?
3: It's it's five hundred. Um, it's a size small. You're on a, you're on the a, a bike's too small. It's a size small.
4: <laughs> so that's a size. <laughs> you're on the wrong size bike, know. Well, we couldn't.
3: Okay, so so the the c tube angle so steep. Yeah um that mm-hmm. the effective top tube is the same as a size small like specialized stump jumper or something like that and okay. and yeah we would have gone longer on the top tube if uh uh we would have had to weld two top tubes together to do it they didn't have the tube set ready so we we're just like ah let's leave it at 500 and call it a size small
5: <laughs> that's how we, that's how we settled on our geometry yeah. <laughs> so, so normally i write a size large and so that was a size small okay now it makes sense yeah okay. yeah yeah okay so let's p- take
0: people to riding the donut now. The trail starts with the climb. Um, it's actually got some tight
5: little switchbacks. Yeah. Uh, how did that feel? It felt actually pretty good because the seat tube, the seat tube is so steep that you, the position for climbing is actually pretty good. Yeah, and the the rear end of the bike of the donut is actually pretty long. No, it's like forty five, four 450. Four, four four yeah, four fifty with an eighty degree seat tube. Yeah. 80 degrees C-tube. So basically, you really feel a lot of traction, which was kind of surprising. You know that the bike really tracks the ground. There's no bouncing that's happening. It, it has like almost dec- no
3: anti-squat. It's it's all the <laughs> traction. all the traction. <laughs> all the traction. <laughs>
5: but, but you know, it, it felt actually pretty good. Like it was a one-minute climb. Normally, there's that little kind of steep, kind of junky things with a few rocks at the top. And it's always a struggle to go past that. And with the donut, the donut, it was just like poop poom. Oh, I'm at the top. Yeah. So it was actually pretty good. We
3: should clarify. We should clarify. When when we're talking about good climbing, we don't mean that it felt efficient. We mean that it felt like it had all the traction to get up a steep technical climb, and it was in exactly. a in a riding position that was pretty efficient for a steep climb
0: you hit your pedals like three times on that one minute climb i think something like that <laughs> when i was like, oh. yeah, when i was climbing the bike to me it felt like i was walking up a steep hill with a wheelbarrow in front of me you know what? like i was perfectly upright and walking up the hill and the front was wheel weird. was
5: way out in front of me you just had a stair-master?
3: Yeah yeah exactly
5: (laughs) (laughs) that's it yeah that's a good way to describe it yeah yeah
0: so let's let's not tell people the time on the donut let's talk about some descending first here um one thing one thing we should also point out too that this was as foreign as it could ever get to you it had rock shock suspension you're sponsored by rock shocks it's got a lyric on the front uh super deluxe coil, something on the back. Um, but like the brakes, the tires, everything else on the bike, you've never really spent no, time with before. That.
5: Like I think the underbars were actually like what, 760, 780, 770. Normally I ride with 800 and that was, that was very narrow. I think there was like one piece of the locon of the one grip that was off. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a, it was a really shitty setup. Like the brakes, I wasn't, I wasn't getting, I wasn't used to the brakes. Um, I think what's the length of the cranks One, 155 <laughs> 155 so that was another thing uh, the tires were like kind of cross country casing tires yeah. we had small mistake. With that as well. small mistake small mistake, mistake. my bad <laughs> So small mistakes no yeah there was a complete new yeah. uh new setup yeah we did have some
0: issues didn't we so johan actually flatted while we were while we were filming we had a, <laughs> a few times yeah my we had a single ply tire on the back that i mean it's a fairly rocky trail and obviously that didn't last long so no little hiccup
5: there so we did that. We put a tube. I fly a tube. I slashed the tire. You had to go to Pemberton to get a new tire. Bit of a gong show. And then, yeah. And then, yeah. We, uh, and then that's the yeah, other we... thing, too. You had not only did you,
0: you're not familiar with these tires, which is a big deal. It was a single ply tire. And I want to say I put over 30 psi in the back because I was like, yo, and I don't want you yeah. to pitch again,
5: man. We've been out here yeah. for so long. So, we, so I know. So, so basically, the, the, one and only run that i did with the donut was at the end of the day so we spent a full day up there mm-hmm. with no food no water yeah and then i did this run at like 4 p.m are you saying that and I, was, I planned this poorly i feel a, a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but me too me too. I, had, I wasn't prepared at all. <laughs> and then basically, I'm, and I'm dropping in at the end of the day at 4 p.m. I remember telling to myself, I was like, holy shit, I'm pretty tired right now.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the ideal, you know, if we're testing, no. that's not the ideal way to do it. Scenario. That's for sure. You're tired. No. Not a lot
5: of food. No. Okay. So we're at the timed run now. We're at the top. Yeah. And I'm at the top with the donuts. And, uh, I'm dropping in, you send me that uh, text and you're like, okay, we're already at the bottom. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to send it yeah. <laughs> and I start and then right away I felt good. Like there's few tight corners at the top and I'm like, okay, I'm in a good run here. It's kind of cool. How did,
0: yeah. how did the donut feel on those tight corners? They're,
5: they're quite awkward corners, aren't they? They are pretty, yeah, pretty tight. I'm, I'm not going to say that they are switchbacks because they are pretty round, but I was working hard, you know, to get the bike moving. Like the, the, the bike, as soon as you are kind at of low speed with that bike, you really feel that you're kind of, you know, working hard with your hips yep. to get it moving again. Was it easier than you expected in those corners? Well, it was way easier than what I was expecting because at first in my head before testing the donuts, I was really thinking that I wasn't going to make this corners.
3: In those corners, it wasn't as good
5: as a shorter bike. It wasn't as good. It was, well, I don't know. Actually, you know what? Like that, that's why I want to take that bike again and do some some more some more riding with it.
3: Yeah, I'm am interested to see how the um how the uh, split screen split screen GoPro goes on, on some of that stuff.
5: Yeah, that would be I think that would be good to compare because we didn't have any uh, like intermediate with the the free lap system. We just had a finish a start and a finish. And I think we, if we want to do it properly next time, we should have like some splits which we can do with the GoPro. Through those tight corners, what about the
0: bike do you think was helping? What was hurting? Did it feel like you had a lot of traction
5: or did it feel like you might've had, maybe the bike was too long? Could there be too much traction? I think what was, what was good is the, the, the fact that the bottom racket is super low. Mm -hmm. You can really lean the bike and you have a lot of traction. I never felt at any moment, even on the really flat corners that I was kind of losing the front end of the bike. It was kind of, it was kind of really surprising because I really felt like I was centered balanced, and I didn't have to move, move much on the bike. You know, I, I wasn't looking for my position, you know, to be like charging too much in the front or too much in the rear. Like I, I really felt balanced right away and I was like, well. Wow i just going to shred and the bike's going to do it all. So looking at that
0: bike, I would say, man, you got to be so over the front end. That's what I would have expected you to say, to ride that bike aggressively as it needs to get the most
5: out of it. But you're not, you're saying, well, maybe not as much as you might think or not at all. Not, a, not as much at all. Like I really felt like I didn't have to do much. Let's
0: let's get right to the time. I think everybody's sitting there listening and they're like, "What time did Yoan do on the donut?" So, to recap, before we got there, the KOM on this trail, you said it was 2:28, I think. 2:28, 2, 20, 2, something like that. 2:28 um, on your Meta, your 2021 Meta, you did a 209.
5: 209. Then we did the Grim Donut. What time did you do, Yoan? I did a 203. We've kind of I think at some point I hit the pedals on the rock in the pedaling session. Yeah, I lost pedals. I think I lost the chain a little bit. Something happened. It was kind of weird. I had to stop pedaling. I was like, oh, the chain is back on. And then I kept riding. And uh, I passed the finish line. And I was like, Well, that's going to be kind of average, really close to the meta, I was thinking. And I checked the time and it was 2 or 3. <laughs> Six seconds
0: faster <laughs> over a two-minute run on your first timed lap
5: on this bike. Compared yeah. to a bike that you're 100% used to, yeah, like right away, like that, boom. With something that I don't know, like I, uh, I've never rode these fucking donuts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, were you telling the truth in in the video when you say that the bike like this would make a huge difference in a race? Like, ch- obviously not in every race. Terrain is so variable, but on a on a on a race like Chile, you said it would make a huge difference for
5: one of the top. Top guys, Chile is a long race. we We have like a 20 minute long stage in Chile. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the difference? Well and and there's you, probably time to be gained on the donut with with proper setup. Yeah, we right? we do like yeah. some proper testing, we set up the suspensions, we yeah. put all my components on it, like all this kind of stuff, and yeah. then uh, we just we just send it. So are you I mean,
3: obviously there's a lot to be learned here. Are you nervous about your sponsor's reaction?
5: to to this well the the goal the goal is not to compare the the green donut to the meta (laughs) like it's not the goal at all the goal is more to be like we we did the testing the commensal is my sponsor we did the testing it's not like a comparison between the bikes it's just to test the donut if we want to win races if your brand wants to win races they need to do this kind of testing and they need to go like Super far out of the spectrum and test some fucked up things like the donut.
0: Yeah, that's you. You did say that actually when we were out there that something like this might force brands to consider very one off radical bikes for their racers. Yes, totally. And I mean, also to be fair, like as quick as the donut appears to be on this particular trail. It's also pretty obvious that this is not a bike that's meant to be ridden around every day. Like something like your Meta, something more conventional makes way more sense in more places. I would imagine
5: totally, totally, and that's the, yeah, totally makes sense. A, a commensal or whatever brand you you ride with, that's the kind of bike that you want to ride every day. The donut. It's is not like it, like the way it is right now. It's kind of a piece of shit for the trail for trail riding. <laughs> it sure sounded it's like it. When of, you were of a, kind of down the trail. It's kind of a shopping cart a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's basically uh, like a formula a Formula One. It's like a it's of F1. And do you take a F1 to go to the grocery store or to do this kind of stuff? Absolutely. I'd not. like to. I'd, I'd like, like to try. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't work out, maybe. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> but uh but yeah this is like in terms of comparison this is where we are at right now and of yeah. course uh of course brands should not sell this kind of bike to the public but they should go towards that for racing purposes on mm-hmm. certain type of tracks and the result might be super interesting version two of the donut like obviously this oh, bike has,
0: has got some <laughs> If, if that's a big, if we do a version two, obviously the donut has some, um, let's call them imperfections is close to being perfect, but there are some minor imperfections. Maybe the bottom bracket might go up a little bit. What else would you change about that bike for version two? You're taking this bike to Chile. You're making a comeback. What changes are you making to version two of the donut to make that possible? What would you like to see?
5: So I would like to see the, the proper conception of the bike and, and make sure it's safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Like, I don't want it to, to break on me because that would mm-hmm. be, uh, that would be nasty. Uh, bottom bracket a little bit higher. Uh, it wasn't that heavy, eh? It's I think not, it's 32 pounds with pedals. I don't think it's that heavy.
0: 32 pounds. <laughs> I mean, that's with a single ply rear tire. That's my bad. Yeah, but. so
5: let's say if we if we build it up a little bit properly with stuff that kind of that's reliable and and stuff like that, we go to 35 pounds, which is not like yeah. crazy. What is your meta weight? It's not that far off that, is it? Like 36 or 47. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, th- I don't think... And I don't think, you know, to be honest, I don't think that the weight on the bike is that... Uh, Mm -hmm. like it does it doesn't really matter what about
0: the head angle let's let's zoom in on that for a minute it's 57 degrees it's six degrees slacker than most other enduro race bikes out there if not even
5: slacker is that a realistic number would you want to dial that back a little bit no i think we should like you know like if you go if you want to go far then you should go uh, you should go far in terms like completely to the extreme and i think that 57 right now everything was working Suspension was reacting well. Just yeah. just leave it like that. Yeah. You could, you could do like a donut with a 57 head angle and something a little bit steeper for like, let's say, more uh, tricky terrain like, uh, like we have in France or in Europe. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. The, the European switchbacks. Yeah. European, yeah. like really tight switchbacks. But again, like the, the switchback, the no and stuff like that, everything was working. I was, and I was pretty surprised with that as well
0: yeah, I was watching in those tight corners. I want to say the first time you came through, you did go to go up on the front tire to bring mm-hmm. the back end around. but yeah. the other times, you just rode around them. yeah, fast. yeah, like he was comfortable.
5: Good. The traction was the traction was amazing and uh, and yeah, I didn't feel like I needed to do much on that bike. Dude, I was so pumped up. You know, this this was supposed to be a joke, yo. I know. Like this know.
0: bike, this bike. I mean, it is kind of a joke. That's. I mean, you could hear it from a mile away coming down the trail, like a shopping cart. It is a joke. It is. But it was supposed to be. This was supposed to be too far. We were supposed to do something that was kind of stupid and funny, and be like, "Hey, yeah. look, you know." And then we started thinking about it, and now you've ridden it. Yeah, and it's not a joke anymore, is it? <laughs> All right, everybody. Stay tuned. You might be hearing more about the next version of the donut. Johan, thanks so much for your time. Thank thanks you thanks so for much. risking your life on this bike. <laughs> you and I are going to talk some more. Who knows? Maybe, maybe you're going to do the train gap on this bike. I have no idea. Stay tuned, everybody. That's enough Grim Donut Talk for today. I'm sure you're going to hear about it again. On to Comment Gold. And the first one is from PB user sick edit. That's a sick name. That's a good name. <laughs> I bet he drinks a lot of Mountain Dew. He says, why hire a mountain bike consultant when you could read the comment section here? He's not wrong. That's from that uh, crappy luxury bikes article right. that James wrote. Yeah, that's so good.
3: <laughs> I guess that's kind of what we did with the donut, though, is <laughs> it's really a mountain bike designed by the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good
4: tagline. That is.
3: <laughs> oh, but it would actually no. If it was designed by the comment section, it would have like a 24 inch rear wheel, 26 inch front. Gearbox would definitely. it would definitely have a, a gearbox. shitty
0: gearbox on it. Yeah. It's the last thing this world needs. What else would it have? Is the it next have... version of the Grim Donut going to have a gearbox now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Linkage fork and a gearbox probably should. Um, May need the electric donut.
0: No. And our last comment, gold is from PB user Gweet So this is on the Focus Sam e-bike article. Apparently there's a funny acronym in there. He says, F-O-L-D, not a good acronym for any bike frame.
1: <laughs> what does this stand for? I'm not sure what it stands for yet. It's what they call their uh, linkage-driven rear suspension Can, system. can we make up LD there? probably stands for linkage-driven.
0: Frame-oriented linkage-driven. I don't know. Front offset linkage-driven... <laughs> <laughs> forged, offset, light. Design. Design. Boom, done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is it for episode 23. And that's it for the Grim Donut today as well. But stay tuned because there's going to be some more Grim Donut content. We're going to milk this thing. It took a long time for us to do. So we got some head-to-head video coming from the GoPro footage from Yoan Borelli's GoPro runs on his meta versus the donut. We also have a video game. Brian, do we actually have a on it video game? We, we do. Kind of, sort of. But yeah, stay tuned on that. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week.